0: radio as the founders intended mojo 5 you have just entered the liberty lighthouse, liberty lighthouse where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic coming to you from pennsylvania the state of independence here he is author of the book progress really u.s navy veteran and your host Peter Serafine.
1: Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse, my fellow patriots and freedom fighters. Welcome. And uh, hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? I think we're going to talk about just how Orwellian our world has become. I was recently doing uh, George Orwell's 1984 as an audiobook. Again, I've read it several times. Good stuff. Every American should read this book. It may have been written in the 1940s, I think, and uh, you know, a completely fictional dystopian future, but my God, we're there right now. And we often, we conservatives, we often talk about individual instances where we have uh, allowed Big Brother into our lives, individual opportunities for Orwellian comparison and references. I thought tonight. We would take a bunch of those and put them together and talking about it as one complete Orwellian package rather than, oh, Google's listening to me. It's like Big Brother. Let's talk about all of them, or as many of them as I could think of, and show just how Orwellian we've become. Maybe we can do something about it. It's a lot. I don't know if we'll get to everything because I've also got some other stuff that has happened that I I want to talk about too so we'll just see so right now let's just jump right in both feet get started your beacon of common sense your wiki
0: if you will peter seraphine we urge you to join the conversation by calling 64 my rights that's 646-974-4487 and sign up to be a member at liberty-lighthouse.com
1: that's right as always please do call or text the 64 My Rights phone number, love your questions, comments, concerns, feedback is always good. And of course, you can go to miwi.com to the Liberty Lighthouse chat room of uh, miwi.com. And if you can't find that easiest way to get there, liberty-lighthouse.com, click the Miwi chat button, and that will get you in the chat room with the other listeners and myself. And we can all have a conversation while you listen to me ramble on the air. Uh, again big thank you to mojo five o the true libertarian talk radio network i i i'm really proud to be here and uh well they they 've got a bunch of much better shows than me i 'm just like a single guy average middle class just average in almost every way fella in a little studio that he built in his own basement and you know like I'm not a radio professional. I, I don't have a broadcasting degree. As a matter of fact, I don't have a degree at all. I'm just an average guy. And they still gave me my own show to talk to you about politics. That's amazing to me. Uh, very grateful for them. But there's a bunch of other people on the Mojo Five O radio network that do have broadcast backgrounds, that do have broadcast degrees, that do have political degrees. There are a lot of people that are actually qualified to do what I'm attempting to do here, so if you haven't yet, go to mojo five o dot com that's m o j o five zero dot com and check out some of the other shows right before this show uh well, if you're listening on Saturday, the first time it airs anyway uh, is uh Pat oni another another guy does a great show, comes on right before mine, and then tomorrow Sunday. We've got four contestants trying to win a spot on Mojo Five O. Uh, they start at noon, and there's four of them. And they've well, last week was the first time they did it, and it was four good shows. It's it's definitely worth a listen, and uh, pick your favorite and reach out to Ron at mojo 5 and let him know what you think of the four shows, so that the one that you like the most gets carried on and and wins that spot here on the Mojo Network. So part of the inspiration for my topic this week, the Make Orwell Fiction Again, that was a logo in the Liberty Lighthouse store. Of course, I have lovely coffee mugs and hoodies and t-shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff that you can buy. And the newest design is uh, is MOFA, Make Orwell Fiction Again. And just making that design and, and designing all that stuff to put in the store made me think, yeah, Orwell really isn't fiction anymore. And it needs to be. So let's talk about some of the ways that it is or isn't. If you have not read George Orwell's 1984, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, brief synopsis, synopsis of the story. There's, it's, uh, it's in London. It's supposed to be 1984. And it's this dystopian future. It's actually the original dystopian future novel. It's the very first one. And, well, basically, the party has has control of absolutely everything. And uh, Big Brother is the figurehead of the party. Big Brother is always watching. And the party platforms and Big Brother's face are just plastered all over the walls everywhere. And they own and operate... Everything. They control everything you see, hear, everything. And that's kind of where we've gotten to. And I don't think everybody even realizes it. If we go to, okay. So like I said, I was listening to the audiobook of it. So I, I recorded out a couple of snippets. Um, for one, the party slogans of the party.
2: War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength.
1: War is peace. Hmm. Ah, that sounds an awful lot like the we have to have troops all over the world to maintain the peace. So, America, the United States, has to be in a constant state of war in order for there to be world peace. Now, doesn't that sound an awful lot like war is peace? It sure does to me. And that's, that's basic. That's simple. That's, that's an obvious Orwellian thing. But unfortunately, I don't think a whole lot of people ever think about it that way. Why do we have troops all over the world trying to maintain the peace? Uh, the second one of those slogans, uh, what was it, uh, freedom is slavery. I don't remember if that was second or not, but that was one of them. freedom is slavery, which equates to slavery is freedom. And what do our progressive friends, and when I, now, a clarity for this, for this entire episode, I am not picking on one party or the other. I am picking on the group of people known as progressives because, well, I I have to make that distinction because there are progressives that are Republican. There are progressives that are Democrats. There are progressives that really are just part of government in general. So for the length of this episode, when I say the party or anything that refers to the party from 1984, I am referring to the government establishment. Make sense? Okay, where were we? I see, uh, freedom. Freedom is slavery. Freedom is slavery. Now, where does freedom come from in this country? Where, where does freedom come from in, in today? I would say that freedom largely comes from capitalism that the fact that we are free is because we have the ability to go out there and have jobs and we can ch- change jobs and all of those things that go along with capitalism. And our progressive friends seem to point out that capitalism is the root of all evil. And capitalism is what has enslaved the world and capitalism. Uh, well, whatever it's, it's, it's everything bad. So if capitalism is everything bad, but capitalism is the well the source of our freedom, then then uh, freedom is slavery. Because if you're free as a capitalist, then you're enslaved to the capitalists. I, I don't know, but that the attack on capitalism, the ca- the attacks on the American system of government is kind of where that comes to mind to me is how, how those two tie together. And the last of those three is ignorance is strength. Well, we're going to get into how that is accomplished with the thought police and the ministry of truth and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see how ignorance is street comes about a little bit later. Uh, before we get too far along, I, I've got the uh, the movie trailer I made a few weeks ago for 2020, the movie. And I really like it. So I don't usually play these uh, little parody things more than once, but I'm going to play this one again. Maybe. It was in 1984 we met Winston Smith. Now, 36 years later, 2020, we will beat Winston's son, William. In 2020 big brother is still alive and the party is still strong the official party platform has been updated from war is peace and freedom is slavery to hashtag silence is violence stay safe stay home one party slogan comes to light ignorance is strength explodes into riots looting and murder in the streets winston's son william is navigating society looking for the new brotherhood resistance watch william risk being canceled as he questions the party a story so on point that you'll forget it's fiction 2020 the movie is written by the headlines produced the george orwell fan club coming to theaters soon if they're open if they're open i got to say My local movie theaters have been open for about five weeks now. My beautiful wife and I try to go to the movies once a week. They have a, you know, a bonus cheap day or whatever you want to call it, a value day. And we try to go every week on value day, which happens to be Tuesday in our area. So we've gone four times since the theaters reopened. And in that four times, three of the four, we have been the only people in our theater. We have had the entire theater auditorium, or whatever you want to call it, to ourselves three out of the last four times that we've gone to the movies. Go to the movies, people. I want my movie theater to stay open, and in order for that to happen, they have to make some money. So, support your businesses. Go out. Go to dinner. And go to the movies. I don't want to lose my movie theater. Right. Another one of the reasons that I chose the Orwellian Make Orwell Fiction Again theme for this show was a story that was on the Daily Mojo this week. The, the Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs, the morning flagship show here on Mojo Five Zero Radio. He talked about a face mask detection system. So the Daily Mojo was reading from this article where a software designer software programmer has come up with this little bit of software that can be added to your existing IP cameras your existing surveillance system in your business and the software patch that is being has been written will be able to detect if you the customer is wearing the mandated face mask. Hmm. Big brother is watching. So one of the things that could be done with this fancy little piece of software is it could be put in place with, I don't know, a turnstile at the door where the turnstile won't allow you in the building until it recognizes that you're wearing a face mask, for example. Uh, no, thank you. Big brother does not need to be watching me to see if i have a mask on because guess what i don't so that was another reason why i brought this up why why i chose this topic so i don't know where i really don't know where to go where to begin there's so much stuff and i'm gonna run out of time i just feel it in my bones one of the things is thought police so in orwell's 1984 the thought police are people that look for thought crimes and thought crimes is you as a member of the party, having the audacity, the nerve, the, I don't know, independence to actually have a thought that does not align with the party. How dare you, you horrible thought criminal, criminal you. So that's the thought police. Well, Let's think about this for a minute. Who are the thought police today? Because, oh, they do exist. Who out there could possibly be the 2020 thought police? Could it be the obviously biased Facebook fact checkers? How many times have you seen one? Somebody posts something that you you know is true, and it's got a fact checker warning on it. You ever, you ever go read those fact checker warnings? Cause it's really funny how often those fact checker warners say, well, mostly true, but really? So you're not saying it's not fact. What you're saying is you don't like the fact and therefore you want the opportunity to qualify that fact with either some other fact or your opinion. That's great. Mm-hmm. So that's one version of the thought please. Can you think of another one? Cause I still can think of more. What about the woke cancel culture, Bob? You know, in George Orwell's 1984, the thought police always came at night and took their thought criminals away. And well, they they referred to it as being vaporized. They would come to come at night and tear you out of your bed, and you would just disappear. Sometimes forever, and sometimes you know for a year or so, and then you'd show up later for some sham trial for your thought crimes. They always came at night and they vaporized you. What does the woke cancel culture mob do today if you have the nerve to say or post something that goes against the quote unquote community standards? If you have if you have the nerve to an express an opinion that is not politically correct. What are the thought police still Well, instead of vaporizing you, they cancel you. They reach out to your bosses and your friends and your family, and they do everything they can to make you disappear. They harass you and stalk you and do everything within their power. So maybe they're not vaporizing people yet. Maybe you don't just disappear when you're deemed to be a thought criminal. But, uh... They're working on it. So far, they're just trying to get you fired. Well, uh, let's see here. What else do we got? Oh, I think maybe we should take a little break. Please stand by for a Mojo 5 Radio Network sponsor. What do you need? I mean, really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system? A big scary dog? A gun? If you're committed to protecting your family, and we know you are, even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com slash Okay, so we've talked about the thought police, the fact checkers, and the woke cancel culture mob. Well, what else does... George Orwell and Big Brother, what else do they do in 1984? Where does Winston Smith, the protagonist of the novel, where does Winston Smith work? Well, Winston Smith works at the Ministry of Truth. Oh, doesn't that sound like a wonderful thing? The Ministry of Truth. It just ah, gives you a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. What does the Ministry, ministry of Truth do? It must constantly seek factual information. But no. The Ministry of Truth in 1984, well, it fixes history. It goes back and erases anybody who's been vaporized. It goes back and removes records of unpersons. It makes Big Brother, the leader of the party, it makes Big Brother's predictions come true. Retroactively. So if Big Brother says that, hey, we're going to produce a 100,000 pairs of boots for our troops this month, but we only produce 60,000 pairs of boots for our troops this month, somebody at the Ministry of Truth goes back and changes Big Brother's speech so that Big Brother only produced or only predicted 50,000 pairs of boots. And then, well, when you have 60,000 pairs actually produced, then oh my God, we even exceeded Big Brother's predictions. Oh, we're so wonderful. Does that sound like anything that happens in the world today? Does the Ministry of Truth sound like something that we deal with in 2020? Does to me, to me, the Ministry of Truth sounds an awful lot like the mainstream media. Because They have all their little dirty tricks to make you think what they want you to think. How many times have you heard somebody in the media say, Well, everybody knows Trump's a racist. Wait, stop right there for a second. This is not, again, like I said earlier, this is not to pick on one party side or the other. This is just an example. Everybody knows Trump's a racist. Or, counter example, everybody knows Nancy Pelosi's a drunk. Does everybody really know either of those things? Or are you just saying it that way in order to influence my thoughts so that I just go along with you? Because I don't know that Trump is a racist. I've never seen any evidence of that. I've also never seen any evidence that Nancy Pelosi is a drone. But I'm not around either of them on a regular basis either. What else? What about taking statements that people make and well selectively editing them one of one of the most famous ones and it was used by both harris and biden i'm sorry, yeah both harris and biden in recent debates they both say and as as well as everybody in mainstream media referring to trump's there are good people on both sides argument from uh from after the charlottesville disaster well we all know if you listen to the to the video if you saw that interview yes he did say that but within 30 seconds he also condemned the white supremacists here, here. this is uh, part of the audio from about 30 uh, 30 seconds or so after he said there are good people on both sides
2: and you had people and i'm not talking about the neo nazis and the white nationalists
1: because they should be condemned totally so there it is. He, I mean, he condemned the neo Nazis and white nationalists within 30 seconds of the, there are good people on both sides of the debate or both sides of the argument, both sides of the issue. I don't remember how he said it. Anyway, there, there are good people on both sides. Blah, 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 blah. More yappy, yappy, yappy. Condemn the neo Nazis and white, white supremacists. But everybody who hates Trump, it just ignores that portion of it. They only tell you the good people on both sides part. What else? What other types of manipulations have you seen? So that's that's an example of a lie that just gets repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated because, you know, you're supposed to believe it. What other choice do you have? They just keep repeating it. You have to believe it. What about the vice presidential debate where uh, VP Pence said, you know, Biden's going to raise our taxes? New York Times, the very next day, in their headlines, rated you know fact check that as false really because like 60 seconds earlier harris had said that the biden administration on day one was going to repeal the trump tax cuts and i got a tax cut and vice president pence went through and showed that you know a majority of americans got a tax cut but yet you're going to repeal that and that's not raising my taxes i'm sorry if you repeal something that keeps my taxes low, then you're raising my taxes. But if you frame it right and you word it right, well, no, we're not going to raise the taxes on anybody making less than $400,000 a year. But you're taking away the tax cut. Oh, my God, we're out of time for this segment. Um, we'll be back in about two minutes. Please stick around. Be right back.
0: You're listening to the Liberty Lighthouse. Join the conversation now. Just call 64 My Rights. That's 646-974-4487. With Great Mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo 50.
1: What do you need? I mean, really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system? A big scary dog? A gun? If you're committed to protecting your family, and we know you are. Even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com/slash/mojo50. Hi, I'm Peter Serafine, host of the Liberty Lighthouse on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I got my start in politics when I got so frustrated with progressive society that I wrote a short book, "Progress Really." My book is a quick look at the past, current, and future state of progressive culture and progressive government. I urge every liberty-loving American to read, Progress, really, pick up your copy for less than $5 by clicking the Books tab at liberty-lighthouse.com. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia
0: in 1776, Mojo 5 you're listening to the Liberty Lighthouse podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Liberty Lighthouse. Thank you for sticking around through the break. Thanks for uh, listening to those Mojo 5 sponsor ads. Please support our sponsors as they help support our station. Uh, where did we leave off? We left off, I think the last thing we talked about was Vice President Pence's uh, statement being declared false by the New York Times, even though if you read it, transcript formed, or if you watched the debate, it, it was pretty clear. It was a true statement. But the New York Times, the next morning, called it false. It was their number one story. The fact-checking of, uh, well, a fact. So how else does the Ministry of Truth, a.k.a. the media, manipulate what we hear and see, and therefore how we think? Um. Well, they just make headlines that don't necessarily max stories because how many of us really take the time to read stories in regards to supreme court nominee amy coney barrett there was an article recently the headline of which said that the uh the nominee stayed in the uh, a secret christian group home she lived in a secret christian group home Well, you read the article And you find out that this secret Christian group home (sighs) was actually a Catholic dormitory while she was a student at Notre Dame. Secret Catholic group home versus, I'm sorry, secret Christian group home versus Catholic dormitory. That is how they manipulate us, by putting out these things that make you go, oh my God, in the headline. But then when you read the story, it's like, oh, well, that's nothing. And they do that all the time. The Ministry of Truth, they might not really be going back and changing the past, but they're trying really hard. They're tearing down statues and, and rewriting the history of the Civil War. Re- rewriting the history of America's founding. Changing how we see what's going on today by prefacing it with things like, well, everybody knows, but everybody doesn't know. And just because you're a partisan hack doesn't mean that everybody's going to believe you anyway. And therein lies part of the problem is that the Ministry of Truth, the mainstream media, is nothing but partisan hacks nowadays. They no longer report facts. So what else do we have in the 1984 versus 2020 comparative? What about the finding a villain? In the book, 1984, there was this possibly fictional villain of Goldstein. Goldstein was this horrible rebel who was anti-establishment, anti-party, and every ill that happened was blamed on Goldstein.
2: But what was strange was that although Goldstein was hated and despised by everybody, although every day and a thousand times a day on platforms, on the telescreen, in newspapers, in books, his theories were refuted, smashed, ridiculed, held up to the general gaze for the pitiful rubbish that they were, in spite of all of this, his influence never seemed to grow less. Does
1: that sound like anybody you know? Who do you know? constantly attacked and constantly ridiculed and constantly has everything that they say or do criticized but yet their popularity doesn't seem to be going down who in 2020 is the goldstein villain of 1984 well i i think it's pretty obvious. It's Donald Trump. And that was one of the things when I recently was going through the book. I I went, wow, there's a comparative I had never thought of before. Goldstein was anti-establishment. Goldstein stood for everything against the party. Trump stands for pretty much everything against big government. And big government, well, it really is the party from 1984. So all of The establishment, the media establishment, the political establishment, the Washington, D.C. establishment, all constantly attack Trump about everything because he's not one of them. He's not part of the establishment. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things to criticize Trump over. There are a lot of things you can attack him on. But orange man bad is not a valid argument. You have to have more than that. What are his policies? Ignore his personality for a minute. Forget his Twitter account and look at the policy of the man. Generally speaking, I like his policies. Using that same scenario, that using that same philosophy, ignore the man himself and look at the policy of Joe Biden. I don't like the policy. The problem here is Joe Biden is generally a nice, likable guy. He's presented as a nice, likable guy. The basic platform of the Democratic National Committee this year was Joe Biden's a nice guy, Trump's an asshole. That's, I don't care. What's What's it really matter when it comes to running a nation, running a country Does it really matter if the guy's a nice guy or if he's a jerk? Because I don't really care. I mean, it'd be nice if we could have both. It would be nice if we could have a guy who had great policy and was a nice guy. But I'll take great policy or even good policy over nice guy any day of the week. So the establishment throws everything they can at Trump. You know, We had the impeachment hearing that was, well based on a phone call, but you can't investigate the other party. You can't in, uh, investigate the establishment portion of that phone call. That, that would go against the narrative. And we can't do anything against the narrative, now can we? So the Trump-Goldstein comparison was uh, w- was an interesting one that I just found. There, There's so much in the book. Here's another Goldstein quote.
2: Goldstein was delivering his usual venomous attack upon the doctrines of the party, an attack so exaggerated and perverse that a child should have been able to see through it, and yet just plausible enough to fill one with an alarmed feeling that other people less level-headed than oneself might be taken in by it.
1: So here's Goldstein, this enemy of the party, and he's attacking the party. But is it really as obviously exaggerated as it seems? You know, Trump talks about all of the corruption and all the bad things in Washington. And some people, okay, he's lying. Other people are like, oh, okay, uh, that's reasonable. It's kind of like the the QAnon movement. Now, I don't follow QAnon. I see some of their stuff sometimes. Some of it makes sense. Some of it, I think, is a little far-fetched. But the establishment is going against QAnon almost as bad as they're going against Trump. Because they're not of the party. Twitter announced, Twitter and Facebook both, announced that they were purging QAnon from their platforms. I lost like 10% of my Twitter followers. Apparently a bunch of QAnon people followed me on Twitter. Either that or I said something on the show that really pissed off about 10% of you. But I don't know, whatever. Um, Anyway, I lost about 10% of my Twitter followers when they attacked QAnon. What's it matter? If QAnon wants to believe whatever they believe, why is that anybody's business? Let them do it. If you want to believe that the moon is made of green cheese, who are you hurting? Why can't you spread that lie? That's not the government's business. That's not Facebook's business. That's not Twitter's business. Why on earth would they care? Unless you're a little too close to home. Hmm. Maybe I'm being a conspiracy theorist now. <gasps> okay. So back to the, uh, make Orwell fiction again, back to the comparisons here. What else do we got going on? And we talk about how, well, it's all one sided. Let's go back to the, uh, to the impeachment hearing that was all over a, a phone call. But uh, actually, before we do that, before we get into the phone call, I have been contemplating having a co-host of the Liberty Lighthouse, bringing somebody on board, somebody to talk with, because often right after the show, I think, crap, why didn't I say X, Y, or Z? Or often during the show, when you folks are posting stuff in the chat room, I think, man, why didn't I think of that? So I've thought about bringing a co-host on. Any of you Mojo 50 Jackholes out there, let me know your opinion. Should I consider a co-host? Do you have somebody in mind that you think might be a decent co-host? Anyway, if you like the idea, don't like the idea, tell me one way or another. Either call, text 64 My Rights, or leave me a message in uh, the MeWe chat room for the Liberty Lighthouse. And let me know what you think about the idea of me bringing on a co-host to the Liberty Lighthouse. Um, back to where we were. We were talking about what I was just about to start about the, uh, the, the phone call, the Ukrainian phone call that spun off into the, the uh, impeachment hearing of Donald Trump. Well, this is a little odd to me because whether or not, regardless of the motive, of the president. If the president had said, Hey, I want you to investigate this corruption, does it matter if he was doing it for his own political gain? Because doesn't pretty much anything a, par- a president does in a positive motion benefit him politically? I, I don't really care why he was asking for said investigation but we're not allowed to investigate that is basically the impression that I get from the rest of well, the establishment. You can't investigate that. The argument was that he was, he was calling for a foreign government to investigate his political enemy. Oh, his political enemy. Wow. That sounds horrible. Except for the fact that Joe Biden at the day of that phone call had not yet announced that he was going to run for president. And even if he had announced, he was one of like 23 Democrat candidates at the time. So that argument is a bunch of crap. But the establishment ran with it. Because, well, Orange Man bad. He's Goldstein. He must be stopped. So why why can't we investigate it? We don't want to investigate joe biden and hunter biden maybe that's because you know in in 2013 when vice president biden flew to beijing with his son hunter for some reason hunter was on air force two to go to beijing and while hunter was in china hunter managed to meet a whole bunch of businessmen in China. As a matter of fact, he introduced at least one of these businessmen to the vice president, his father, while they were in China. Hmm. Well, That's not terrible, right? So he got a free ride. Is that a big deal? Did some business while he was there? Is that a big deal? Eight days after they returned to the United States, Hunter Biden announced a $1 billion private equity transaction between his new company and a state-run bank in China. A billion-dollar private equity deal between his company and the Chinese Communist Party. The largest deal of its kind ever. And we're supposed to believe that vice president biden didn't know anything about it so you mean in the 18 or so hour flight back from china with his son on the plane at no point did that get discussed you mean to tell me that hunter biden in that 18 hours alone with his father didn't hey didn't have the urge to say hey dad I just landed the largest private equity transaction in U.S.-China history. But no, no, no. Vice President Joe Biden doesn't have anything to do with his his son's finances. That would be wrong. Coincidentally, that deal happens right after his dad is sent to China.
0: Hmm.
1: But we're not allowed to investigate that. We can't investigate... That in 2014, Hunter joins the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company, or Ukrainian energy company, when he doesn't speak Ukrainian and doesn't know anything about the energy sector. And his sole duty on this board is to appear at one or two meetings a year. One or two meetings a year. And for that trouble, he has paid $50,000 a month by a company that is being investigated. But we're not allowed to talk about that. Oh, wait. It was the same company that uh, Vice President Joe Biden, Hunter's daddy, stood and, and like bragged about withholding money to the Ukrainian government unless they dropped that investigation but we're not allowed to talk about that because that doesn't fit the narrative. That is something that might make the party look bad and we can't ever make the party look bad because everything that is wrong with the party is because of Goldstein and you know, 2020 translation, anything wrong with our government is Trump's fault because Trump has been there for 40. Oh no, wait, he hasn't been there for 47 years but it's still trump's fault it's yeah it's 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 the deal it's always trump's fault orange man bad see this is what we what the ministry of truth does is the ministry of truth manipulates the facts manipulates what is seen by the people in order to control what the people think how many of you have had interactions with people that will repeat lies to you as if they're facts. I mean, just in the vice presidential debate, I was watching and I saw vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, repeat like five lies in a row. One of them was the, you know, good people on both sides thing. It's easily proven a lie but if you repeat it enough people will believe it anyway it also it kind of goes along with the, the whole coronavirus thing the covid-19 pandemic what about those numbers are they real no we know they're not real we've had story after story debunking the 210,000 Americans lie we we the cdc itself came out and said you know of that Number, only six percent of them died only from that. Everybody else had on average 2.6 other comorbid conditions. What about the, the, the overall death rate? The, it, we're on track in 2020 to by the end of this year have fewer people died in this year than in either of the previous two years. In 2018 and 2019, 2.8 million and almost 2.9 million. People have died in those two years. And this year, we're only at like 2.0. So we're actually on track of having a lower total death count in the United States than in either of the previous two years. But COVID's bad. COVID's killing people. Oh, my God. Keep your mask on. Don't go outside. Ah! It seems that, well, everything.
2: It was COVID-related.
1: Everything is COVID related. If you died at all this year and you had COVID-19. Yes, due to COVID. You died due to COVID. You could have been in hospice waiting to die. You were, you were going to die next week. No matter what, you've got cancer and lung disease and Alzheimer's and and kidney failure, and emphysema, and COPD. You've got every disease known to man. And you're sent home to die under hospice care. But when you do die,
2: it was COVID-related.
1: It was COVID-related. The World Health Organization puts out how COVID death should be counted. And the United States ignores that and counts pretty much anybody with COVID as a COVID-19 death. But then the Ministry of Truth takes that artificially inflated death count and tries to scare the crap out of everybody. The World Health Organization's guidelines had the United States followed the World Health Organization guidelines for, for uh, identifying COVID-19 death, we would be under 90,000 deaths, which is a really bad flu year. Not something worth shutting down the entire world for. But the entire world needs to be shut down in order to get rid of Goldstein. Goldstein is the root of all of our problems. Big Brother is watching. Big Brother is always watching. We joke about it all the time. You know, we got Google and Siri and Alexa listening to our conversations constantly. Facebook knows exactly what advertisements to put in front of you because Facebook knows everything about you. Speaking of which, Facebook, stop trying to pretend that you don't know I'm already veg- registered to vote. Stop putting all those ads about register to vote today because you know I'm already registered to vote. You know everything about me. So stop lying to us. So Big Brother is always watching. Big Brother always knows everything. The thought police will will cancel you, vaporize you, if you step out of line and do anything that's not politically correct. The Ministry of Truth is manipulating the minds of anybody who is willing to be manipulated by Fabricating headlines that don't match their stories by ignoring the things that they want to ignore and focusing on things and blowing other things completely out of proportion in order to fit their narrative. Goldstein Trump, Goldstein Trump, Goldstein Trump, Orange Man bad, blah, blah, blah. We're all a bunch of deplorables. If you, if you support President Trump, all of this just makes me think that every one of you should uh, to reach out to the the uh, sponsor of the Liberty Lighthouse. This Second Amendment moment is brought to you by Hunter's Warehouse at 130 West High Street in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. When the government was closing businesses, Hunter's Warehouse was open. When ammunition was out of stock everywhere, including online, Hunter's Warehouse had it. With thousands of firearms and truckloads of ammunition in stock, No wonder people drive for hours to visit Hunter's Warehouse. Go to hunterswarehouse.net for all of your Second Amendment needs. Hunter's Warehouse, local gun shop down the street from where I live. Uh, Check out their website, hunterswarehouse.net, for all of your Second Amendment needs, just like the ad said. Um, Because, you know, revolution is coming. Hopefully it won't become armed revolution, Hopefully it'll be a revolution that we can handle at the ballot box. But right now, I'm not convinced of that. I am no I no longer feel safe in 1984 slash 2020. I don't. There are so many people out there that are completely manipulated by the media and have gone completely bonkers on both sides of the aisle. We all know there are right wing. Nut jobs out there, and there are left wing nut jobs out there. A former coworker of mine, a liberal gentleman who used to work at the post office, no longer does. Recently posted on his Facebook page something to the effect of "I'm done. I'm tired. All of you people that are supporting Trump need to just die." What the heck is with that? And we've all seen him even though the mainstream media won't talk about him, even though the Ministry of Truth doesn't talk about it at all. We have all seen those types of things from celebrities and from people you know. We've all seen Alyssa Milano's craziness. We've, we've all seen people that have threatened to take out the president for half of the bounty who whatever extremist group offered. We've all seen, we all know people who have become part of the party because of the ministry of truth. We all know these people who are part of, well, the the spies, as they were called in, in the, in, in the novel, people that they're as dangerous or more dangerous than the thought police. Just like, Like the one quote from the book, you know, Goldstein, no matter how many lies they told about him, his influence kept growing. Um, This is, this is from uh, uh, just yesterday out in front of the courthouse, right down the street from my house. Okay, so I'm in front of the Center County Courthouse. I know it's hard to hear. I'm sorry. Elle has uh, agreed to talk. She says that this is, is not necessarily a, a specific group, just a group of people that like Trump.
2: Yes. 30. We want to see him get another Safe four more years American and Commission. take care of business. Oh, okay. So you're
1: not officially part of the Trump campaign headquarters, which is only like a block away? We are not. And you're not officially part of the Senate County Republicans either? We are not. So just a group of people that decide to get together and wave flags? A group of like-minded people. Okay, so what do you love about Trump so much?
2: I love you? that he is... Back the best economy in the world. I love his foreign policy. I love what he's done for veterans. I'm a veteran. Yeah. There's pretty much isn't anything that God's done. He can turn, a little, bit, turn it a little bit down in his dialogue sometimes, but that's what makes him Trump. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. That's right. So you
1: mentioned. So let me recap this. I was leaving the house. My wife and I were heading out for our date night, heading to the movies. And in front of the courthouse, right down the street from me, was a couple of dozen people out there standing standing on the street, waving Trump flags and American flags and Blue Lives Matter flags, and cars driving by and honking and them ringing bells. And they were not part of any organized group. They were not part of the Trump victory campaign. They were not part of the Center County Republican Party. They were not anything other than a group of people that chose to get together to support President Trump, a.k.a. Goldstein. I haven't seen any enthusiasm like that on the other side. I mean, yeah, he has rallies and he can get some people together, but nowhere have I seen spontaneous gatherings of Biden supporters. Could that be that the American people are finally waking up finally realizing that big government is the enemy that the establishment is the problem that small limited government with with the rights and liberties of the american people first and foremost importance is the answer i hope so until next week protect your liberties once they're gone there's no getting them back god bless america
0: Thanks for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download Peter's free ebook from the file share page. And don't forget to call 64-MY-RIGHTS to leave comments for the show. That's 646-974-4487. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about Liberty Lighthouse. And wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. High capacity, fully
2: automatic, large caliber, freedom. Mojo 5.0.